you know, it's, we're living in a bizarro world right now. You know, um, the, the good guys are the bad guys. The bad guys are the good guys. Um, I, I don't know what, what could their motivation be? These elected officials who want chaos, who want criminals to, to run free and, and commit crimes, uh, without being punished, you know, they, they want, uh, the, the prisons to empty out. What, what could their possible motivation be for this other than just pure evil? I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I, other than, other than just the, the destruction of, of America, what could possibly be their motivation? That's where I am. I don't know. I'm baffled. You're listening to Code Red with Secure America Now, the largest national security grassroots army. Welcome to the Secure America Now Code Red podcast. My name is Alan Roth, president of Secure America Now. Secure America Now is dedicated to heralding our men and women with their lives to protect ours. Today, as part of our project to defend our police officers who are under attack, we are launching a series of podcasts with active and retired police officers. We are privileged to have with us today, Jim Vaglica. Vaglica. Thank you, Jim. A retired police officer who spent 30 years with the Waltham, Massachusetts Police Department, 16 years of which were spent on the regional SWAT team. Jim was on the scene for the Boston Marathon bombing, which would be something that I'm going to ask you a question about to start off our conversation shortly. Uh, Jim is currently a fitness expert and a TV personality. And you can find him on YouTube and on Twitter. And uh, Jim, welcome to the podcast, and thank you for stopping by. All right. Thank you, Alan. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Okay. Let us start with a question that I have asked numerous friends of mine who are police officers or retired police officers, why did you join the police force? What motivated you to become a police officer? All right. So my story is, is probably different from most. Um, I was just, uh, uh, I was a, 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 a young kid, uh, growing up in a city suburb of Boston, um, just running the streets with, with my friends, getting into trouble, um, no supervision. I graduated high school with no direction, no plans, basically just zero, uh, zero to do. And with my life, um, most of my friends were getting arrested. Um, and somehow I got hired. Uh, by the Waltham Police Department. And you, you spent a, a career, 30 years. Um, you were involved with uh, 
Boston Marathon bombing, which was a bombing that occurred in 2013, I believe. And uh, can you tell us what it was like here? You have this international event taking place, and all of a sudden, I think it was at least two bombs exploded. What was, quote, your reaction, and how did you participate in that event? Okay, so once again, I was with a regional SWAT team, which which means we cover many communities. We cover basically um, all of northeastern Massachusetts from Boston northward to the New Hampshire border. So, but we all work full time for our respective departments. Um, the that marathon Monday, uh, I was working a three to eleven shift in my city on patrol as a patrol sergeant and that's when the bombs went off so um i knew right away like so i was actually i was grabbing an early lunch that afternoon um and i was in one of my sub shops and they have the tv on you know and so i walk in and the clerk says to me hey there was two explosions at the the marathon finish line they they think it's a gas leak. And I said, no, it's not. I said, two explosions at the finish line? I said, that's terrorism. And, you know, minutes later, my phone's going off, and it's the SWAT team. That's, that's how they contact us. Um, and it just said, uh, SWAT team report to Boston for uh, mutual aid. So that's, that's my first involvement with the bombing. Um, my team went to Boston, we formed up and, and no one had any idea what was next, you know, what's going to blow up now, uh, what else do they have planned? Where, where are the people involved in this? Um, so my team was just set up as, as a, a quick response team that we could go, you know, anywhere that they needed us. And this is a spectacular front page story that you're involved with. But during the course of your 30 years, you and countless other police officers uh, put themselves in jeopardy by protecting the American people. Um, are you sorry that you served um, are you happy that you served in the police department? I mean, in your case, as you said, it's somewhat of a unique story because, uh, in fact, the police department helped you put yourself, your life together in a positive way. So overall, do you think that that experience is something that uh, could benefit others? All right. Well, first of all, I, I am proud of my service. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, but when I got on the job back in 85, I, it was, it was a different world. Um, it was a different America. It, you know, at the time, um, there were thousands of, of people taking the police exam, you know, there were thousands and thousands of people uh, wanted to get on the job just in Massachusetts. Okay. Um, 
Now, now you, you, you don't even have the candidates to fill the openings in most departments. It's a, it's a completely different job. It's, it's looked at, you know, so different than, than it was back then. Um, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's maddening. Uh, and, and I don't know if, if we can get out of this. I, I really don't see um, anything changing significantly. Um, and, and my advice for anybody that wants to go into police work would be, um, is there anything else you'd like to do? Maybe the fire department. I would not advise anybody to get on the job now. It's really sad. It saddens me to say that, but I can't tell anyone that, that you should be a cop. You know, I, I don't blame you. Um, I am uh, talking to you from New York City, which with many other cities had violent demonstrations where uh, lawbreakers took to the streets of New York and the police, frankly, were told to stand down. And when they did uh, basic things like protect themselves because they were under attack, this happened 2020, um, the authorities started to investigate the police rather than arresting the lawbreakers. So, I mean, given that type of an environment, I, I fully understand where you are coming from. Um, I would like you, if if you're interested in doing it, to comment on if you have an opinion of local elected officials who allowed chaos and lawbreakers to rule the streets of the United States of America for, for months on end. Um, what, is, what is your attitude towards those elected officials? Yeah, it's, we're living in a bizarro world right now. You know, um, the, the good guys are the bad guys. The bad guys are the good guys. Um, I, I don't know. What, what could their motivation be? These elected officials who want chaos, who want criminals to, to run free and, and commit crimes uh, without being punished, you know, they, they want... Uh, the, the prisons to empty out. What what could their possible motivation be for this, other than just pure evil? I I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I, other than other than just the the destruction of of America. What could possibly be their motivation? That's where I am. I don't know. I'm baffled. Well, um, being someone who shares your opinion with the current state of affairs in the United States. And also I had the benefit of being able to, um, to study other revolutions that have taken place. Uh, unfortunately, I think the answer to your question is um, these folks, actually what is motivating them, in my humble opinion, is to destroy the American system. That's yes. their motivation. And Correct. 
and frankly, they've made quite a bit of progress. And our focus is on the elected officials who allow this to happen. And um, we have done multiple polls, both in New York and nationally, and support for the police among the populace is overwhelming. Opposition to allowing criminals out of jail is overwhelming. And, um, and we are providing a platform for people, the one they can learn, but number two, that we can direct them to various public officials to try to get them to acting like what they should be doing, like upholding our constitution and our laws. And it's a, it's a terrible state of affairs. I know some police officers who, three, four generations of police officers who have your opinion in the sense of if one of their children came to them and says, I want to be a police officer, they would try to talk them out of it, even right. though they have tremendous pride in the police department and, and in the job. And it really is a sad state of affairs. Um, what is it um, that, and I, know, and I know there are no solid answers here. We're living in the middle of a chaotic situation. Um, but I think that it is important that officers who in fact are on the beat or, I mean, that's a euphemism, but um, who are doing their jobs, that those people understand that there are people, whether they're re retired police officers or others, who in fact support them. I think that has to be the basis of any fight back. And uh, do you agree with that, that, um, that like our project at Secure America Now to uh, support our police officers is important if, for people who are serving in that capacity right now? Uh, definitely, you know, it, showing your support for your local PD is, is definitely important and, and, and it's appreciated. Um, and I do believe that most of the people, most Americans do support the police. Um, but it's, it's, the, it's the, the, the vocal minority of Americans that get all the media attention, get all the press. Um, and, and, and the majority of people who do support the police, they're, they're intimidated, they, they, you know, they're afraid to make their opinion known. Um, they get made fun of, they get ridiculed. Um, the media, as you know, I mean, it's, it's so powerful. Um, you can't, if the, if the truth is happening somewhere and the media doesn't report it, then, then it might as well have not happened. Okay. And that's where we are now. The media decides what they're going to report on. Um, but going back to, to supporting the police. Um, my personal experience, uh, so I am officially retired, but I'm still sworn in as an officer in my city. Um, and I work police details. 
basically, I'm, I'm out at construction sites, directing traffic, making sure everything's safe out there. So I've, I've got constant vehicles driving by me, like, you know, right there, they're, they're feet away from me. And I, um, I try to make eye contact with as many drivers as I can. And I would say the majority of drivers going by me will, will give me a wave, just, just a little wave. Um, and, and that to me means I support you. I don't think they'd be waving at me if they hated the police. I think that's just their little way of saying, Hey, you know, I see you and I support you. And, and it means a lot to me. You know, one of the things that, um, that caught our eye during the riots, the organized riots that were taking place, um, was the number of people, whether it's local pizza shop, Dunkin' Donuts, um, where they would donate to the police department. And actually, I remember I was in on a local demonstration in Queens, New York, and um, and they called the demonstration off because they were counter demonstrators, and yeah. we outnumbered them many times over the pro dem pro police demonstrators, and nice. they called the demonstration off because they didn't want a confrontation. But afterwards, um, as my wife and I were there, uh, the police officers escorted us to our cars. Could not thank us more than they thanked us for actually publicly demonstrating our support. And we urge our people, and you're right, it's, a, you know, you're opening yourself up as a target, and we open ourselves up as targets, but if we don't do it, nobody else will. So, right. Yeah, well, that's our advice to these folks. Um, and, um and, you know, you said about the media, everything you said about the media is true, but I'll take one exception to it. Despite constant 24-hour-a-day attacks, 75 million people, Americans, actually voted against what the media wanted. Yeah. And, um, and that says to me that there are ways that uh, good projects and ideas get through. And, um, and, you know, we do our bit on social media. We do our bit with the podcast, et cetera. And we will continue, um, we will continue to, to, um, to do that. Look, Jim, I, if there is anything else you would like to say, I, I encourage you to say it. Um, and, um, is there any parting thoughts that you have? Um, well, you know, support your local police. You know, if, like I said, if, if you happen to be driving, just give them a wave, um, a smile, anything that, that shows, um, that you support them. It means a lot. It really does. Uh, you know, it, and if you want to go so far as just to say thank you, um, it, it happens quite a bit to me, but it never gets old. I never get tired of, of you know, the thank yous, the waves, the smiles. Um, I don't know. This, 
this country, like I said, I, I really, I don't see, I don't see it going a different way. Um, you know, people, people ask me, you know, why, why is America in trouble? And I tell them because there's going to be less and less cops on the street. It's, it's just basic math. Uh, less cops means more crimes. More crimes means uh, more danger for, for America. Um, and so, I mean, every cop I know wants to get off the job now. And nobody wants the job. So it's basic math. You just you're always minusing. There's no more pluses. What are we going to do when when the police departments are are so undermanned they can't do their job anymore? What what's going to happen then? Well, you know, it's a great question, um, and I will say that we have gone through periods not quite like this. No period is the same. No. Um, but we have gone through dark periods, not just with policing, but with other subject matters as well, that we could never have predicted that we, that we would be facing those problems. And we ended up, at the end of the day, um, uh, conquering those problems. So it was interesting. I was just watching today um, the Steve Forbes of Forbes magazine, who who is a personal friend and he's a friend of Secure America now. And Steve was saying that because of the pandemic and the closing of the public schools, there is going to be a radical change in parents' attitudes towards schooling. And schooling will never be the same because parents see where private schools, Catholic schools are, are, are functioning safely and the public schools are not, and there's going to be revolt against that type of an attitude of the teachers' unions. I think that's true, and I think that with the police departments, there's going to be, here in New York, what you said came to fruition, and anybody with common sense would know it comes to fruition. With the cops being handcuffed and prisoners being let out of jail, crime went up. Right. <laughs> what a shock. And people, Democrat, I'm talking about Democratic voters, independent voters, Republican voters, conservative voters, um, they were revolted by that. And elected officials want to get elected. And you will get to the point, I think we're at that point, that people will start running for office saying, um, I support the police. And um, and we we're going through a terrible time, and it's and it's and it's a long period of time. But I think that your advice, which sounds so logical, of simply a wave saying thank you, it goes a very very long way. Well, I have to say, uh, Jim, keep the faith. <laughs> keeping a patriotic American, which I know you will be. And I just want to thank you for sharing uh, your thoughts and your experiences 
with us. And like I said, we will continue to do these podcasts from across the country. We will have active offices, retired offices, and um, we'll, we'll strengthen the connection between the American public and, um, and our essential policemen. I thank you very much for what you're doing. Thank you, Alan. A- anytime you want to talk, uh, I'm there for you. Fantastic. God bless you. What can I say? All right. Thank you again, Alan. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Code Red Podcast. Be sure to click subscribe to stay up to date and be the first to hear about our future podcast. You can also find and subscribe to the Code Red Podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube.